0: episode number eight of the don't start a band podcast uh unfortunately there are no backseater shows coming up uh what we have in store right now is just a lot of writing getting ready for the new year putting together a new ep and uh we might be booking something around december or january but i will definitely keep everybody posted on today's episode, I have a very old friend with me. We were in band class together back in the day and we have remained friends and supporters of one another and he's just an all-around great human being. Everybody please welcome Jake Myro. Give music. on the microphone what is up for the don't start a band podcast thank you for coming on yeah
1: I I absolutely it. my pleasure thanks for having me
0: uh, Well, you know you and I uh, have quite a history together so it only made sense
1: yeah it's extensive and fraught with oh lots of yelling
0: every emotion yeah. possible yeah laughter I'm pretty sure you made me cry once
1: yeah I know you've made me uh, you've made me cry from laughter I have. Yeah. Actually, I think you're the only person that's successfully made me pee my pants. (laughs) I have
0: said some things for entertainment that I am not proud of that shall not be repeated ever. at any time in the future. Mm -mm. The world is too sensitive nowadays. If I said half the shit I used to say in high school, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel Mm -mm. and nobody would come see my band.
1: That's true. That's true. It was good for when it happened. It was good for when it happened.
0: I was 18. You know, you can't you can't judge a kid that's... I mean, once it's 20, it's like, all right, you know better. But, like, if you're a teenager, especially when I was 18, I was a dumb fucking kid <laughs> when I was 18. So I'd prefer if people didn't judge me.
1: Yeah, no. There's no judgment at all. What Not was, at all.
0: What uh, was my favorite one? I guess we can repeat this. Tell everybody the line that I yelled. During a jazz concert, me and Mr. Myro were side stage and (laughs) I yelled something out.
1: Oh man. Loud enough
0: for the band on the stage and the audience to hear. Yeah. I think it was our last jazz concert. It
1: was. It was our last jazz concert and we were like waiting to go on. And I can't remember what led up to it, but at one moment in time, we we were like giggling about something that had happened on stage, and you look out, not at me, not at any specific person, dead across the stage at nothing in particular, and you go, ow, touch myself!
0: <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> and I think that's, other than oh, our conversations about it, I don't think I've ever said it since. Yeah. So.
1: Well, but it was... The the problem with it was it wasn't directed at any specific thing. It was just to be out there.
0: (laughs) It was in my mind and needed to come out.
1: The world needs this, and I am happy to oblige. Fuck a filter. (laughs) Fuck a filter. Uh,
0: All right, but we'll get to that. So tell the audience youtube podcast and all a little bit about yourself so i am on this peppermint for yeah, a little while
1: sure so i'm jake uh the other jake jake too jake and jake <laughs> jake and jake um and i am a pianist of <laughs> god how many years like 20 something jesus yeah i started lessons when i was like two and i'm 24 so it's been like 21 22 when years when you were two yeah Jesus. Yeah. louise and my parents like I was, <clears throat> I was like sitting there watching TV, and we used to have uh, the piano behind the television with a green chair in between them. So I would just like crawl, thank you. You're I welcome. would crawl like over the, over the back of the chair and like bang on the piano, and then crawl back over the chair and watch TV. And my dad comes okay. up to the basement, and he's like, "You can pick one or the other." He's like, "I swear to God, if I hear that TV and that piano at the same time again, I'm gonna flip that <laughs> chair over on you." And I was like, "All right, that's fair." doing the soundtrack
0: for what I'm seeing on TV.
1: Right, so exactly.
0: Dad, Jock. Your dad's name is Jock. Yeah. Man. That's so badass.
1: Yeah. Full name Jonathan, but fuck a Jonathan. He goes by Jock. Jock.
0: Jock Miro. Jock Miro,
1: which <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people have called my dad and I the same thing. They're like, "Oh, you're Jake. You mean Jock? Jock Miro?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's It's me." Yeah.
0: Imagine my little brother's name is Jack Jake and Jack, my grandma still doesn't get it right, but it, we just both answer.
1: Right. It's If it starts with J, you're just like, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: and our cousin's name is Josh. So oh, man. Jake, Jack, Josh. My mom's name is Ginger. Yep. No J, but still. J- still J-J-J-J. close enough, yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: So, so uh, I, like, my dad came up and he was like, hey, you can choose one or the other. And I, like, turned the TV off and started dicking around on the piano.
0: Um, Not the choice ever.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of, <laughs> every now and again I sit there and I'm like, yeah, I just wish I would have I kept watching TV. Because people tell you, you know, when you're a piano player, they're like, there will always be one where you're going. You know, whenever you're playing a gig, yeah, there will oh, be a yeah. piano there, you know?
0: I thought you meant just like in life. In so life.
1: <laughs> you're going to come around a corner, it's just going to be a Steinway Grand right it's there. Right.
0: Well, they have them on 16th Street. I'm actually the tuner for still- those. They yeah. actually get tuned? Yeah. You go down there and tune them? Yeah. Like, how often?
1: Like once a month. And I don't do, like, a crazy job at them because it's impossible to hear. Yeah. So I go through and I fix, like, the really terrible unisons. I fix the really terrible octaves. I'll go in there and, like, if people, if, like, you know, meth heads go down there and rip sharps off of things or they break keys, I'm the guy that fixes that. Yeah. Um, No, like, they they hired me because I do uh, Dazzle as well. I got the tuner for dazzle. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: learning, shit.
1: learning shit. Um, so I, I very quickly, uh, formed an affinity for creating my own music, yeah. uh, for sitting down and finding things that I thought were really excellent to listen to just for me. Mm-hmm. The problem was, is that I could never replicate it. It was always something that would exist, and then I would stop playing it, and it would go away forever. Um, But... still have that problem. Seriously, like, if I don't record everything, it's just gone. Like, a great idea just vanishes. Um, But I very quickly learned that, um, and one of these... One day when I was, like, like 17 or 18, like, when we were in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, I was, like, sitting there, and I was trying to pick a melody out of the air. I was, like, staring at a wall, and my mom was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, whenever you listen to something, you just stare off into the distance. And I was like, oh, I see color.
0: Yeah. Especially when I'm driving.
1: Yeah. Just stare off into the middle distance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like musicians really own the middle distance. I feel like that's our space, you know? Definitely. That,
0: like, little world between this world and the next world, there's, Mm -hmm. like, this sub, like, almost like limbo. Right. But it's, like, you're still on this planet, but, I don't know, Annika... The funny thing about it, well, not just Sonica. My mom has noticed it too. We'll be like in a restaurant or out in public somewhere. Right. will be either no music playing or some totally unrelated song. I'll have a song in my head and just be bobbing my head yeah. for the song in yeah. my
1: head. <laughs> totally. Like every minute of every day. I mean, because like, like we'll we'll be down at the shop and Marshall will be listening to jazz, which is fine to listen to for like ten or fifteen minutes at a time. Yeah. But have, have you seen that whole like Parks and Rec thing where it's like jazz plus jazz equals jazz and they do the whole like Benny Golson recording played over a separate oh, recording yeah, of yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just garbage. Yeah. That's just what it ends up sounding like to me. Like I'm I'm literally a jazz musician and yeah. some jazz out there sounds like just garbage.
0: See, my favorite <clears throat> is uh, like the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. jazz, which I think I think it's 50s and 60s, but whatever Dave Brubeck, Thelonious Monk bill evans like mm-hmm. all those recordings mm-hmm. they're like not glenn miller right where it's like fuzzy. they're not
1: like, like big bop swing
0: yeah exactly and it's like i don't know the album is the album blue blue monk no the dave brubeck one Oh, um with the abstract art on the front
1: i should know this I just can't pick it out of my yeah, head. I can't remember blue what it's called.
0: Rondo La Turk. Oh
1: yeah, blue, La, uh, blue Rondo alla Turk.
0: Fuck, it's gonna hit me at some point during this. But yeah, I don't know. Those jazz recordings are like perfect right. around that era. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some stuff today that it's like, what the fuck?
1: I mean, these. I feel like people are starting to travel more into this weird like avant-garde thing it's
0: like jam
1: bandy jazz. yeah and it's just hard to listen to it's like i don't want to i don't want to listen to your bass player play sixes and fours while you play as many scales on your alto saxophone as fast as you can for 25 minutes yeah. i do I, I want content not yeah. i like they well, no, i really don't this.
0: like i think jazz guitarists like if you're going to be a jazz guitarist don't use effects yeah no because, like, when they start throwing in chorus and, like, weird fuzzes and stuff, it sounds weird. But have you ever listened to Wes Montgomery? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's an amazing guitar player, and I'm pretty sure all he does is just turn the amp on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way to do it is just to play it clean. That's, like, uh, like keyword players who will bring, uh, like, crazy synthesizers or, yeah. you know, like, moves and stuff. And it's, like, you're not Herbie Hancock, who's the only person who can get away with that. Yeah. You know, like... So I'm I'm in a group called Sons of Steinway, and uh, I play with another. It's it's me, another piano player, a uh, bass player, and uh, and like Kit. So Never it's en- the bass player, right? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tim. Shout out to Tim. Um, goofy, goofy
0: guy. I love him,
1: but he's goofy. <laughs> he's still goofy. He's still goofy. I wish oh,
0: he still had his caveman hair.
1: Oh, God. Well, actually, he does, man. His hair's like down in the middle of his back now. And he's got like a giant beard. He looks like Oh yeah. He looks like Gandalf but with with brown hair. And if Gandalf did nothing but lift all day. Yeah. Dude's crazy. So like we you know, we play we play straight ahead, we play funk. Uh, we have a woman woman who sings with us named Anna, who's just spectacular. And uh, like we'll, we try to cover the gambit of everything because people get bored pretty easily. Yeah. Um, like one of the things that I've noticed spending a lot of time at Dazzle tuning their pianos is that people they listen to that kind of music for a certain period of time before they're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You
0: know? I feel like that's just a problem with today though. Is people have short attention spans. It's true.
1: It's true, but uh, so we try to cover a bunch of stuff like we play Stevie Wonder we play Herbie Hancock we play uh, like stuff from the Great American Songbook we just try but we all try to make it like our own thing yeah you know because it's it's one thing to like cover someone else's song the way they did it Mm -hmm. because that's what like the older folks are going to be used to hearing but it's it's different when you take it and you make it your own and they recognize it but it's not what they're used to hearing yeah and that's sort of where we grab them and make them pay attention to us, even though... And
0: they're either going to hate that you fucked up a song that they love, or they're going to love a new rendition. Exactly. Because people hate... Um, sometimes when we play the Steve Miller band cover, we play the Joker sometimes, yeah. and people hate that we don't keep it chill, Yeah. You, you know, go into a big rock chorus and stuff like that, so... Not a lot of people enjoy
1: that. Right, but it's it's something different. Yeah. And it's something new and it's something exciting. And whether or not they like it, it's it's kind of uh there's there's a difference of opinion between like yeah. a lot of musicians where you can get up there and just do your <laughs> own thing mm-hmm. and not give a fuck about what everybody else in the audience thinks. Or you can sit there and like worry about how, how people are responding. Yeah. I'd much rather just go up there and have fun. I'd rather play to a crowd of 5 people who are fucking digging it than Definitely. play to a crowd of 50 who are just who are, like me.
0: Yeah. who are all staring at their cell phones. And the thing that drives me nuts. Have you ever been to a concert like a big concert and there's people there in the whole concert they're just trying to talk over the band? Mm-hmm. Like why did you come to the show? Right. So that these musicians who work super hard on their talent could be the background music to your fucking bullshit drunk conversation. Stupid. The fuck out of here.
1: Or those people that think it's necessary to like Instagram story or Snapchat every oh, second yeah. of a concert, especially when it's like, especially when it's at Red Rocks and it's like an EDM concert. Yeah. It's like it's just right. It's just clipping. <laughs> it's just noise yeah. and lights. And I can hear your drunk friend screaming in the background. That's about it. I don't care. As a general rule, if your Snapchat story is longer than two minutes, you need to be hospitalized.
0: There's always that guy in the background just going, ah, touch myself. (laughs) Fucking people, man. Everybody likes to be touched. Uh, With consent. Right. Everybody likes consenting touch.
1: Consenting touch is important.
0: If you're thinking about touching somebody, Get consent. Yeah, Yeah, ask first. Be like, hey, can I touch you?
1: You can always touch yourself.
0: You can always touch yourself.
1: But, okay, maybe not in, like, public. (laughs) No.
0: Okay, so you can't always touch yourself, but you can, like, discretion. Right. Life is about discretion. Right.
1: You know? Use your common judgment to make that call.
0: And if you don't have common sense, ask a friend. Like, yo, hey is this a good place to touch myself? At? Hey, I know we're standing. If your friend is a good friend, they'll say, mm, we're in a Denny's right now. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. Yeah.
1: Although then again, if you're at a Denny's, no one ever goes to Denny's. You end up at that's Denny's. True. Yeah. <laughs> you, and that
0: Breakfast King place off Santa Fe. Oh man, dude. I've never went there with the intention of going there.
1: That's, uh, see, I have, I have. That was like a, that's a huge. I've heard good things about oh, it. Oh man, it's just... so good. Like, that's, that's a huge staple in uh, Leslie and I's relationship is, like, that's where, like, a lot of stuff kicked off. Because she was like, have you ever been to this place called Breakfast King? I was like, that place, it looks yeah. horrifying.
0: Right next to the strip club, club right. that's always taking applications. Yeah.
1: Where do those people keep going? I don't know. Do they just, like, they just quit immediately? Like, walk in, they're like, nope, don't want to do this.
0: I mean, if you only have three legs, you can probably only strip for so long.
1: You have you have more than two? You have oh, one. Oh shit. <laughs> that's what
0: I meant. <laughs> uh, for some reason <laughs> Oh shit. Oh god. I was thinking of a three-legged dog, I yeah. think. So which would translate to a one-legged human.
1: Right, exactly. Oh, that's damn. That's a big
0: <laughs> fuck up. I can't believe I said that.
1: Ooh. Oh boy. Oh, I'm glad I was here for that. I'm really glad I was here for that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Only three legs? <laughs> if you only have three legs, then you're the main event.
2: Yeah.
1: And now it's time for Cinnamon, the three-legged stripper. Like, that's a. I, I don't like strip clubs. I actively detest them. I think that they're kind of nasty. Yeah. Like, just not the...
0: I've never been to one sober Not to and since I was 18.
1: Right. Not the content of what's happening inside. The general, like the fact that you sit down at a table and for some reason everything's fucking wet. Yeah. Like, or sticky. sticky. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't, it's not this that's the problem. It's like, it's when you sit down and you're like, and I'm glued to this chair. It's still warm. And your feet are
0: just.
1: Yeah. It's the worst fucking thing uh but i f- i would i would actively seek out whatever strip club that was if there was a three legged woman stripping i probably would too. <laughs> just purely for the experience you know where well, does
0: the third leg come out of is it like i kind of it imagine it like, like a, a tailbone yeah
1: like i kind of imagine it like a tail that you can like kick people with
0: it's not like in the front like it comes out of like where the bladder would be just and like like she does it like a flower or he could be a guy too. Oh, oh my god! Oh.
1: This is this is a, a a perfect description of our friendship. Like
0: compounding on, it's
1: just it's just compounds on itself. How no, did we get? To that? I have no idea. I have no idea. But remember, if you have a three-legged stripper, don't ever start a band.
0: Don't start a band. <laughs> Don't start a band. Actually, if you're a three-legged stripper, but if you want to be like a three-legged band member, I feel like you would definitely help out somebody's band if you had three legs. Yeah, you'd be a
1: hell of a kid player. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's, and you'd, you'd be, you would have full control over everything.
0: You know, I wish I had a third leg so that I could stand on both legs and then hit my pedals. With your third one? Yeah. I wish I had a third leg like, so I could like yeah,
1: like work the the pedals so I could just like spread my legs while I'm playing piano. It's like my favorite thing to do is just like play piano with your legs really far spread. Yeah. Like I hate sitting with my knee facing forward. Cause my 'cause my cuz my bones are my bones are wrong.
0: Well, and we're both like tall people. Yeah. Cause I definitely don't sit like legs forward like they're usually, you know. Yeah,
1: they're like always at a Yeah. There's a word for that, but I'm refusing to use it.
0: Man spreading.
1: It's like a big thing now. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's funny. Like, if if people want to be upset about me about that, they can do that at me. (laughs) I don't
0: think anybody's going to be upset, especially Um, nobody that listens to this podcast. I feel like the listeners are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very supportive. Yeah. Thank you guys. They might be supportive until they see this.
1: (laughs) Like, yeah, it was supposed to be about music. and They just...
0: see how my mind works at times with certain people. Yeah, that's fair. Because they've fair. definitely seen it where I'm very, like, professional and I ask questions and I'm very straightforward. Yep. It's a little different.
1: It's a little different. Yeah. I mean, the, I, it, it, I, I came into this like, all right, we're not going to riff. We're not going to – I'm not going to do any stupid shit. And Same. That, that lasted for before the, the thing started. Yeah, like I walked in the door and was like, all right, we're doing dumb shit now. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's happening.
1: Yeah, it's happening.
0: So what uh, What point in life did we get to? Did we get to high school yet?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to high school. Oh,
0: yeah. the last music thing we talked about in terms of your life was you staring at the wall.
1: Oh, yeah. Coming um, up with a melody. So I was like still staring at a wall and I was coming up with this chordal progression and like trying to figure out a melody. And uh, my mom was like, why the hell do you keep staring at the wall? And I was like, well, I I see color. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find the right color to fit in with the rest of this stuff. And she was like, that's not how things work. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure. Like, it's always been like that.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, with some basic research, we discovered that I have synesthesia, which is where you can visualize music as color.
0: That is fucking
1: rad. So, like, Dan does the same thing, but we see – different Uh, stuff so mine's always like pretty two-dimensional and it's sort of wispy and I can kind of pick out what notes I want to play based on what colors I associate them with and sometimes if I've if I've got something like when I write uh electronic music I can see it in more of like a three-dimensional space rather than just flat um right I've never even heard of that yeah
0: like when you play a note like
1: it's a specific color
0: is it like like see like smokiness come out like i imagine sound if it like took a form of anything it would be like smoky you know what i mean yeah
1: for me it's it's kind of like that but i have to be like a flash i have to be like like really focused on something flat yeah in order to uh see like a very prominent yeah in order to really pick it out it's like it's when I'm playing and I'm just I know what I'm playing, it's all happening like behind my eyes like I get, there are definitely changes happening. Yeah. And like if I like close my eyes and I play a run, I'm just playing that run so I can pick out the notes that I want to leave in there and take mm-hmm. out. Um but when I it's mostly when I'm figuring stuff out that I just zone out at something flat so I can see it as like a it's kind of like a tracking line. You know like in Jesus. pro tools or, or yeah. Ableton like where you you know you start playing and you either start recording something or you play a couple notes Mm -hmm. and those waveforms show up yeah kind of like that but in color oh
0: jesus yeah what is it called again synesthesia synesthesia yeah
1: it's like and there's a bunch of different kinds or not kinds but there's like a bunch of different ways that it works yeah like dan and i function it's 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 actually fucking awesome although it does suck sometimes Where like i'll be listening to something in my car and like somebody will pull up next to me listening to something different and we both have our windows down yeah. and it's just the color brown. It's just, yeah. just garbage.
0: The brown note.
1: Yeah, it's the brown note, except not in a good way. It's yeah. just like it's like a it's it's a depression note is really what it is. Yeah. It's a oh, bummer.
0: That's so unnerving. Yeah. I usually give up. I don't try and like I mean when I used to have subwoofers in my car when I was like nineteen, I might like turn up and try and overpower theirs. But now I just go, oh, God, I'm going to roll up my windows for the next two minutes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, And it just, it always, it's always when you're sitting in line waiting to get on the highway. Oh, yeah. It's like the only place it happens. Oh, then again, I do live right next to the highway. So it would make sense that that's where it happens most.
0: Yeah. And I, I, you know, what? I'm not perfect. I've been that asshole where, like, I'm really vibing um, my music. Yeah, and same. And I pull up and it's. Usually, like, something heavy. Like, heavy music is meant to be listened to at a loud volume. Yeah. And then I pull up to somebody, and they just look at me like this.
1: They're like, yeah. this asshole. Like, I'm sorry that I'm interrupting your five minutes of NPR news. Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> For those people listening, I made a very sickening, disgruntled face. Yeah. Um, where I tried to put my mouth in a complete upside-down U. Yeah. And cross my eyes.
1: I think an upside down U is called an N. If it's Sometimes. lowercase. If it's okay. lowercase.
0: Okay, yeah, maybe in like handwriting. But let's like a, p- yeah. a lowercase N on a computer is still the, you know, straight lines. Is it? Yeah, I think.
1: Uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm actually questioning everything I've ever learned right now.
0: I'm not 100% sure. I think so. Huh. I think it's still just a littler version of this straight and diagonal line
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna have to do some research on this <coughs> like yeah, i'm gonna have to sure hmm.
0: okay well maybe not because sorry i'm looking at this cam. yeah
1: yeah that's an upside down U. Uh, that can't be right oh yeah okay <laughs> they're all upside <laughs> down U's. an uh, n an n my face <laughs> was an n
0: but not the straight line n
1: that would be that would be really impressive if you could make your mouth do that. If you could just like face a fully capital N.
0: I feel like people who don't have teeth can do that. Probably. They can make some like. Have you seen those pictures of the people like they don't have their dentures in and they can make like weird, really weird faces. Their, yeah. Oh. Uh, so anyway. Yep. Seeing musical colors. Mm-hmm.
1: Seeing musical colors, and then there was uh the. Oh, the introduction junior year into like playing in a jazz band that I actually liked playing with. Yeah. Um, the only bummer was, like, that dude, and I don't want to I, – I can't remember his name, and I don't want to call him out, but, like, the guy that was, like, the rhythm section coach for jazz band. Remember that guy? Did, uh, he looked like a snake and a bird, and he was, like, greasy all the time.
0: Was it the first guy or the second guy?
1: It was the –
0: Bald guy
1: or balding guy? Balding. He had like oh, that know. weird, yeah, like yeah, wispy yeah, black hair. And he had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that guy, the second guy, the jazz guy, yeah. who was like the rhythm section guy. And uh, I mean, he like tried to like wrangle, oh, this sounds like such an asshole thing to say. Oh, he, like, tried to wrangle, like, creative freedom. He was like, oh, it's this chord which makes these three scales available to you. Yeah, that... And I was like, no, I want to play what sounds right. Like, I want to play what I want to see. Exactly. Which was a really, really weird thing to try to explain to somebody who, like, got their degree in jazz.
0: Yeah. Well, there would be no backseater songs if that's how songs had to be put together. Right. Like, I don't see colors but i can definitely like i can feel mm-hmm. like almost in my throat and in my chest like what the next note should
1: be right it's that it's that sort of yeah. predictive musicality that comes with talent and skill
0: yeah and it doesn't always fit into this or that scale or sometimes like i'll even put it in the wrong key but mm-hmm. it sounds good right so
1: yeah and that's all that matters very is impressive. like that's, not, that's really all that matters is, like, if it sounds good. Yeah. And, of course, that's, like, that's super subjective. You know, what sounds good to one person might sound like shit to somebody else. But it was funny, like, as I was, like, I was driving downtown, like, three or four days ago, and I just had my, uh, my Spotify on Shuffle, and mm. Phantom came on, and I raged, I absolutely raged. And I was like, this is – it's sonically really wonderful. It sounds – I was like driving down there, and it was like kind of rainy and, and, and like foggy and weird. Yeah. And I, all my windows down, and I was like smoking a cigarette, and I just like blasting the back seaters, like driving down I-25 at like 115 miles an hour, just like I'm going home. And it was just such – and I, I, I appreciated that everything that I – Thought, like, I, you know, there's this yeah. chord and then this chord and then this chord. And I was thinking, like, theory-wise, it would make sense to go from here to here to here. Mm-hmm. And you went from here to here and then went somewhere different. Yeah. And it was a really, really nice change. But that note that would have defined that third chord mm-hmm. was still there. Yeah. It was just over a different chord and uh
0: well, i've been told like by the guy i was taking guitar lessons from i'd showed him a couple of my guitar parts and he was like that doesn't make sense he was like that's like a d sus seven with a g undertone and like the way he said it just the way i play it like i don't know
1: right it's and it's it's voicing
0: not saying that like i'm the most creative person or that i do it on purpose because i really don't no I just go, Oh, if I put my finger in these four places, three places, sounds really good. Yeah.
1: That's it's it's voicing experimentation. That's like that's I
0: appreciate though that like from a super professional standpoint, you can still enjoy it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean like uh so Leslie and I have a like a long ass playlist called Is This Jab? you know like the b emoji yeah it's like is this j-a-b-b like the, t- the two b emojis is That's this jab funny. and it's just like songs that we dig or songs that have you know pertinent meaning in our relationship and blah 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 and your entire ep is on there it's like listen to this oh damn this happened at a moment during our relationship that is important and also this fucking ep is spectacular thanks man yeah, yeah. I, I just phantom I just... is
0: by far i think my favorite song on
1: I, it just, like, it shows up every now and again on my Spotify, or, like, uh, the other day I was, like, scrolling through my uh, Dropbox, like, looking for something, and I hit Phantom, and it came on, and I was, like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, with most others. Oh, yeah, because I sent it to you yeah. before we even put it out. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Like, bef- like, with most other songs, I'm, like, yeah, I can kind of skip this, like, if it's not what I'm in a mood for. Mm-hmm. That, I, I can't skip that song. I can't skip it.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, it's I so good.
1: Yeah. Well, who was it that said, like, uh, being an artist or a musician is the only thing that you constantly have to prove to people you can still do it?
0: I definitely feel that way. Yeah. Like, especially with drums, because I don't play drums as often. I feel like that's what, like, motivates me to do the drum covers and to, like, fill in for bands on drums, because it's like, yeah, I play guitar in the back seaters, but, like, this is
1: what I do. Right. This is this yeah. is what I do, yeah. and like no one's ever gonna ask you to like prove that you can continue being a tax accountant. No. They're just gonna take your word for it. But if you're like a if you're like yeah no I'm a musician they're like what bands do you play in how can I listen to you are you sure yeah like you have to prove
0: what kind of music is mm-hmm. it I
1: don't fucking know <laughs> right it's whatever the fuck it is it's yeah like it's a back the backseaters and like Sons of Steinway, yeah. Like, and Sons of Steinway does that same thing where, like, we, we've we done this thing for the past couple of weeks where we've been oh, god, I hate the cliche, it's the only way to explain it, but like, we've been taking like this super explorative method where it's like, you have these two chords, mm-hmm. like, find something in them, like, yeah. take a solo over them and find something in them. And uh, it's not jazz, it's not funk, it's not. Really, anything and it, yeah, <clears throat> like changes genre like ad infinitum mm-hmm. until somebody just signals the end of it,
0: yeah. Well, the cool thing about your playing that you've actually like, like, your style has been established since like high school, you have this like funky but jazzy style that, like. I definitely it took me back watching you in sons of steinway because i used to watch you do it in jazz band yeah. too like the way your body moves and your mm-hmm. hands move like i don't know it's like jazzy and funky but also like very percussive Yep. because like you were also a drummer mm-hmm. so like it's very rhythmic which is like super cool and like that's what My songs, like, there might not be the hardest chord progressions, but like, rhythmically, that's what I try and do. Exactly. Like, when I started playing with a delay pedal, it was like, okay, here was my box of rhythms, and now here is my world of rhythms. Right.
1: You can just explore so much farther with that kind of stuff. Your,
0: your, like, style is, like, super established. I've never seen anybody play like that. Well,
1: thank you. I I appreciate that. I really do. Like, it's. It's funny because uh, all the other, like all the other guys who I play with, or all the other guys who come and see us, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're like, this kid overplays and like he's just he's always doing something yeah. and like he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up and, but that's like my style mm-hmm. and somehow Dan and I have found a way to like integrate yeah. our two styles into being something that's that works, yeah. Which is weird because we both play the same instrument So it's like It's hard to make that work It's hard to make two pianos sound good together
0: Yeah, you're like the percussive Rhythm piano And he's like the melodic mm-hmm. Like your shit's still melodic But like his stuff Because he uses like A partial synthesizer or something as well Doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. So like he's like the lead guitar player And you're the rhythm guitar player Which I love
1: I would much rather be the rhythm guitar player Definitely this is just more fun. Yeah. You just, you just do shit. I you, mean, I
0: love making up lead parts. Right. But I don't know if I could play them live.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's I would much rather have Dan like, and it's it's all about like learning your voicings and how you solo and whatnot. But like, mm-hmm. when we're when somebody's taking a melody, if yeah. Dan's taking a melody, I love being the dude who just keeps everything held down. Yeah. Just protect the fort. Yeah. It's my favorite thing.
0: But well, you guys are all. Fucking tight, like the dude that plays drums for you. He's Um, gone now. Looney Tune Tim.
1: Yeah, Looney Tune Tim. He's a really good bass player. Yeah, and it's funny because every time we're like, "Dude, you're a great bass player," he's like, "I'm not a fucking bass player." Like,
0: what did he play in high school? Trombone. Not trombone. Tuba. Tuba (laughs) Tim. Tuba Tim. Oh my god.
1: Well, I mean, that's like the only thing that looks correct on his giant body. Definitely. Like, Like he held it well. Yeah. I've, I've never seen a human I being. I think I
0: put something in the tuba, it, like his tuba one time. Probably. I think I like put a sharpie in his tuba. That, that, like I'm having this flashback that I'm pretty sure. Was that? I put something in his tuba one time.
1: Yeah, no, we were we were rehearsing. So that
0: is not an innuendo.
1: Mm-mm. No, like we. <laughs> <laughs> we were rehearsing and like we were playing something in Wind Ensemble that I was. But it was like. Yeah, I was playing piano on it, and Tim was playing tuba, and you, like, ran into the band room or from somewhere. In I was the...
0: going to say, I wasn't in wind on someone. No,
1: you, like, you appeared. You appeared in, like, an instant where there was no noise. You were just there. And I had a Sharpie, and I was marking up my score, and you just, like, grabbed it and, like, kobe just, like, flicked wrist directly into Tim's tuba and then vanished again.
0: You school were school was my fucking playground. <laughs> like
1: you were gone before it, it, like, was finished making the whole arc. You, like, threw it and just were gone.
0: I have no explanation for the things that I have done.
1: <laughs> that's what. Colton, that's,
0: write that in my quote. Book.
1: God, there better be a book. I was, there, there honestly better be a book. I was telling
0: Jake Myro before this started, like, there's been a lot of things I've said over the years. And every time I say something that I think is either profound or would be funny for someone to read 50 years from now or 100 years from now, I always tell Colton, write that in my quote book, and he always goes, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I really hope there is, because people need to read the things that you've said. And completely out of context, just in a row, like a poetry book.
0: Have it be like a motivational thing, like... Uh. You know, one of those pictures of the woods and like there's a calm lake and just below it says "I'll touch myself."
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, you know what? If those existed, if they were like like cookisms, I would cover my shop in them. That's, and that's not even. I would cover my shop in them. Does that does that motivational poster just say "I'll touch myself"? <laughs> Why well, yes. It's a, it just really keeps me going, man. You know, about three o'clock rolls around, I start getting tired. You know, my hands hurt, I'm dirty, and then I look up and I go, "Ow, touch myself," and I get right back to it. I can't, I can't, not yet. The time is not right. No,
0: but that one's pretty good. I have no explanation for the things that I have done.
1: Nope. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's really good.
0: I'm sure somebody has said it
1: before, but but not within the not within the realm of seriousness. No, I feel like that's something you say after the fact when like Guilty somebody serious. Yeah, yeah. Because I know there's a lot more. If, if somebody's like, you know, if when you're sitting on a curb and you're in handcuffs, like yeah. I have no explanation for the things I've done. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like when you're a successful musician and you've got like an excellent podcast with excellent guests. You've got a, an amazing band. You're like a successful person, so that
0: it a lot to me.
1: that like negates that sitting on the curb thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. I don't think I want to know.
0: I have. I have <laughs> sat on the curb. Yeah. But uh, it was a funny story because I'm gonna skip some of the details. Yeah. But yeah. basically, it was me and three other people, maybe four other people, and we were sitting on the curb, and we were with this really. Um. This, I'm gonna say the word impulsive. Okay. Um. Slash, like, didn't have as much common sense
1: as sure some people. Sure.
0: And uh, he had very strict parents. And I looked over to him and I said, "Dude, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> you're and fucked." He was like, I know, "I know, I know, I know." I said, "You better run, dude. You gotta <laughs> run." And he goes. Think so? and i was like dude Run. think about your parents you are fucked if you get caught and he Run. was like okay and he just got up and took off running and the law enforcement person took off after him and me and the other three people <laughs> ran the opposite way
1: <sighs> oh that's a lot better than the story i have about because sitting on the curb
0: i knew that if i if that whole process would have completed itself. Mm-hmm. I would have been way more fucked than anybody else. Yeah, and I was like 15. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've the only time I've ever sat on the curb uh, was because it was when I was down in Arizona, ASU, and we had just won uh, the territorial cup. And of course, I was in marching band because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking nerd. And uh, like, we had just won. The Territorial Cup, which is like ASU versus U of A, mm-hmm. and the entire city of Tempe just grinds to a screeching halt, and there's just, like, riots. I mean, it is it is terrifying to watch. Yeah, It's like ASU wins, and they just, like, they barricade the city. It's no one in, no one out. It's ridiculous. Um, but we decided that we wanted to go get um, this... This place called Lolo's Chicken and Waffles in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm.
0: So good. Dude, Scottsdale is rad.
1: Yeah, I love Scottsdale. Um, But the only way to get there from Tempe is over the Tempe Town Lake Bridge. Mm -hmm. And we were ripping down all of the U of A banners as we were driving on the sidewalk. And I was ripping them down off my friend's uh, truck. And this kid in the back of the truck goes like, hey, rip off all your clothes and jump off the bridge. And I didn't even think about it. I was like, Yes. I'm going to do that. So I did. Uh, and what I didn't realize is that the drop from the top of Tempe Town Lake Bridge to the water itself is like 60 to 80 feet. Oh my God. So I like went over and was like, water any second now. And then the lights underneath the thing changed from red to blue so I could see where the water was. And then they changed back to red and I, for, I lost it. Like I lost where the water was <laughs> and just like hit it pretty much like... Feet slash ass first, oh. and I was only wearing boxers, and those went away. So I swam to the shore, <laughs> and there was a cop the there.
0: Seam just
1: ripped and it went. <laughs> yeah. that's. I really think that's what happened. Oh, <laughs> it's like I swam to the other edge of Tempe Town lakes my friends were going to come and get me. I knew yeah. that, and there was just like a cop there, like no car, just a cop smoking a cigarette as this naked know. man, like this naked Yeti of a human, just like cr- like army crawls out of the water and like falls over on my side. And he, he goes, um, so you're under arrest. I
0: would have had <laughs> to say something like, I'm from the next universe. <laughs> I have emerged from-
1: What year what is it? Is,
0: what is this planet I'm on? <laughs> Why do you only have two eyes? Why like, do you have three legs? <laughs> <I'm> three <laughs> you three-legged cop.
1: So he like he like tried to understand. He was like, "What were you what were you doing?" I was like, "Uh just being drunk and disorderly." And he's like, "I appreciate your uh your honesty." Uh
0: and the vernacular. Yeah.
1: So like "I appreciate your honesty and your vernacular, and I'm going to give you a safety blanket from the back of my cruiser, which is parked up here cuz I come down here to smoke." And uh, then you're gonna walk your sorry ass home. And I went, yes sir. Oh, better than not being uh, being arrested though. It's like, it's much better than that.
0: That's a tip to anybody, no matter what you feel about law enforcement agents, if you are respectful and apologize Mm -hmm. and comply, usually it will end okay for you. Like one time I was driving to Wyoming And I was speeding. I was following too close. um, And my insurance card was expired. Mm -hmm. I was able to pull it up on Geico's website. But um, shout out to Geico. But uh, yeah, all these things, I apologized, you know, followed his orders Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he gave me like four warnings. Mm -hmm. But then there's like other law enforcement agents well one in particular when i was in lakewood he made me get out of the car and he emptied my backpack took everything out of the center console the glove compartment um because at first when he pulled me over he asked me if i knew how fast i was going and i had turned onto this frontage road and i hadn't even reached the speed limit yet right and i said i don't even think i was going the speed limit and then he goes smells like marijuana in your car. And like right at that moment, I was like, okay, I know how this is going to go. I said, I don't smoke marijuana, nor does anybody who rides in this car. And he goes, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the car.
1: Yeah. All right. Here we go with that thing. But I just
0: complied because I knew that if, uh, you know, if I would have resisted or, you know, just not done what he said,
1: uh, would have been so much worse yeah yeah
0: i mean you know i had nothing to hide so i was like all right whatever yeah the only reason i was pissed is because i was on my lunch break from work Mm -hmm. and that made me very very late going back so
1: yeah that was uh, a when i went to arizona like to move there like i i crossed the arizona border from new mexico Uh and uh I got maybe like 300 yards into the state and there were three cops behind me just because I have Colorado plates. Yeah. And they pulled me over and they were like, oh, we just need to make sure like, do you feel comfortable stepping out of the vehicle? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. They were like, do you mind if we search your vehicle? I was like, as long as you, like I'm moving, like Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of moving. So just be careful with stuff and like put it back where you found it. And sure enough, they like sat me by the side of the road in the dead ass heat of Arizona For like an hour and a half while they searched my shit. Of course, they didn't find anything because I didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just a precautionary thing. Sure. (laughs) Sure.
0: Yeah. You know, as long as you're respectful and just do what they ask you to do.
1: That's exactly what what you can do. That's exactly what you should do.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's. probably gonna get shit for saying this i know that there you know there's bad people in any organization and like crooked people and whatever but like i feel like some of the problems you see in the videos on the internet could have been prevented like some of them not all just all of them. to reiterate just yeah i'm not saying that all of them i'm not saying that you know all people provoke it i'm not saying that all cops you know um are you know good right i've even you know police officers would probably tell you that there's probably some cops that are a little nutty yeah but there are a lot of situations that can be prevented if you set emotion aside and just use your words like a big boy right or a girl
1: right talk like an adult it's the best thing you can do
0: yeah life lessons
1: life lessons from jake and jake
0: on don't start band episode number eight Jake and Jake on episode number eight. Hey.
1: hey. Oh, I love that.
0: All right. So we've gotten through high school, yeah. college, went to ASU. Yep, so
1: ASU. Did the whole marching band thing. Yeah. Did winter percussion. Nothing exciting. I was in the pit. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: what, did, what did you do in the uh I play played,
1: piano? yeah, I played oh. synth. Um, it was, What did
0: you play in marching band? Snare? Synth. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, actually, like, I was late, um, to the audition because I got pulled over. So I didn't make the, make the line. Um, like the, the guy who runs the Sun Devil Percussion Program, like sat me down and was like, Hey, we know that you like feel really bummed about this, but there's always next year. And I was like, if I'm not in band, I am going to be very sad because I just moved to a brand new state and I know zero people here. Yeah. So I like went over to the pit section was like, let me play something. So they let me play, let me play rack for like a little while, and I was like, by the way, I I think I forgot to tell you this, but I play piano. Yeah. So they gave me a piano part.
0: That's rad, though. Yeah. Were you a, you were in marching band all throughout high school, weren't you? Mm-hmm. All four years. Yeah, you I was actually play? in it for
1: five years. I started in eighth grade. Oh damn. Yeah, Doctor C like came over and picked out. Um, oh shit, who was it? It was me, Martin Walworth, Dan. Matthews, Matthews, thank you. Um, Man, Matthews, um, and Talon Hicken. Oh yeah. And he like picked the four of us out, and was like, "You guys are in the marching band now." We we're like, "Okay." Guess yeah. this is what I'm doing with my life.
0: I bet Dan Matthews was not pleased with that decision.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, he went right onto line. Yeah. Like he went right into battery, So, I'm. I think he was. I think he was more okay with it then like I want to give him credit for you know and so also be like, did
0: you play throughout like all of marching band
1: so when I started in eighth grade they put me on vibes mm-hmm. and I played vibes eighth grade uh my freshman year I was section leader of the pit and I was playing vibes my sophomore year I was section leader of the pit again junior year I moved up to snare drum and I was the tick I was the outside um and it was like. Me, Kiko Hardman, and Zach White. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Zach
0: White has a podcast.
1: He really? Yeah. Does he?
0: Yeah. It's called The Z Hour. The Z Hour. His episodes are a little bit more consumable than mine because they're they're like 20 minutes long. Yeah. Much shorter. But he's he's also got this group on Facebook called, like, The Good Vibes Group. Has he added you to that? Uh Uh-uh. It's a bunch of people and just, like, positive. I don't know. He shares a lot of videos and stuff. But anyway, back to his podcast. It's called The Z Hour. Z as Hour. I guess. I'm pretty sure he actually has, like, a real studio that he does it in.
1: Uh, real studios are for chumps.
0: He's got a real logo that was made with a logo maker. Shout out to my fiancé for making that logo. With the bricks and the whole one.
1: And the whole thing. Yeah. And the she whole talks. thing.
0: Not to hijack that. What were we talking about? Uh, yeah, all, oh, yeah, all the something. instruments you played throughout marching band. So you are on snare.
1: Oh, yeah, so I was on snare, uh, like, my junior year, and then I was uh, uh, drum captain my senior year. Mm. So, like, there's, like, the drum majors, which are the people that stand up there and flap your arms at you. Yeah. You know, and they kind of yell every now and again if they want to. Yeah. And then there's like the dude who's on the field, who like keeps everybody in time, mm-hmm. and that was your boy. I can't
0: get these damn headphones to stay on, right? They're they're kind of awkward headphones.
1: Well, also I have like gigantic ears, so it's oh. I have Dumbo you ears. You can uh,
0: you can like pull it down. I think they yeah they stretch
1: out. I think I, I think I got them They're I just gotta like stick them on that part of my ear. Yeah. Um. So got done with. That went to ASU, wanted to be a snare drum player, couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, was a part of the pit and played piano there for like a year and a half. And then they uh, they had like this whole thing where they were grandfathering people into a new uh, like a new program, like the music education program, mm-hmm. and they picked like 95% of people, and I was one of the 5% that didn't get picked. Damn. So I had basically just spent a bunch of money to be told that I have to start at square one again. Jesus. I was like... Fuck that. I'm out.
0: College is highway robbery.
1: So I went to school for music education for one more semester at uh, Metro.
0: To teach music? hmm Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: because I thought I still wanted to be a band director. And mm. now that there's, like, videos on the internet, I'm really happy that I'm not. Yeah. Um, and then I went to – I switched over to CU Denver for sound physics and acoustic engineering. Oh, damn. And did that for two years. And I was like, yep, I'm bored. And I'm working yeah. at this piano shop. So I –
0: that's like a lot of geometry, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it, uh, the, well, you said it was something sound, sound physics.
1: physics and acoustic engineering, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, so That's it's insane. it's like, like
0: setting up monitors, mm-hmm. and, like padding and shit. Mm-hmm. I just put it where I
1: thought it would look cool. I put a or I built a quadratic residue diffuser, a QRS, which is like that sound paneling. You see, it's made out of wood, and every piece of wood is a different length.
0: Damn, Have you really ever seen those? Cool, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, like, I built one of those, and each length of wood was meant to deaden a certain frequency. So, there would be no, like, uh, ring and, like, a perfectly square room. Yeah. That's I only nice. built one, and it took me a hell of a long time because it was a lot of math, and I built it out of sugar pine. But, like, I considered for a while, like, going into that just because I thought it would be cool. Like, I thought it would be fun, and uh, then I realized it would be way too much work, Yeah. and like, if I didn't just buy lumber in, like, Costco-style quantities, mm-hmm. like a Tarantino suitcase full yeah. of lumber, it would just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I got that job at Luke Piano Company, and the rest is history.
0: And what led you to that? Did, uh, were
1: you going into Luke Piano Company before no, you started working there? So, uh, like, my... Boss Marshall actually texted my old piano teacher and was like, Hey, I need Jake's number. I want him to come work for me.
0: How long did you take piano lessons for?
1: Uh, like, see, from when I was like five until I was like 18. So, however many oh, years that okay. is, because I don't feel like doing math. Um, 13 years? Yeah. Yeah. Playing for 20, taking lessons for 13. Um, So, like, she sent me his number. I gave him a call. He was like, yeah, I know everything about you. Just come on down to the shop. And uh, she was like, yeah, he's a a piano tuner. Mm -hmm. I was like, do I really want to be a piano tuner's apprentice? That sounds really dumb. Like, objectively, that sounds stupid. Like, what do you do? I'm a piano tuner's apprentice. Like, okay, Pinocchio, sit down and (laughs) shut up. Um, (laughs) So I walk into the shop, and, like, Marshall's sitting there, and he's, you know, hanging out, and to his left is, like, this chickering grand piano that's been completely remanufactured. And I was like, it's way more than just tuning. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, you're the only guy that was ever an option for this job. Damn. It was like, it was going to be you or nobody else.
0: From your Instagram, it looks extremely meticulous and bloody.
1: Yeah, uh, I do I do bleed a lot. That's is...
0: a lot of bloody pictures.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just... I rip the hell out of my hands literally every day. I mean, like... Last year, I put a bandsaw through the front of my thumb. Oh, no, that wasn't even last summer. That was, like, three months ago. Like, there's just, like, a square of my thumb right there that's just, like, there's a scar right there. Oh, there's a scar right here and a scar right here. Yeah. So, like, this one was from a knife. That actually went all the way through my thumb. And, like, I was like, oh, it's a Band-Aid thing. I'm just in shock and denial that I just ruined my life forever. So, like, I just went and put a Band-Aid on I was like, nope, I'm still bleeding. So I pulled it off and went like that. And, like, looked at my bone. I was like, oh, okay. That's... Oh,
0: God. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's like, hard work. It's hard yeah. work.
0: No, it doesn't look easy by um, any stretch of the imagination.
1: But it's also, like, weirdly, weirdly artistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have to have an eye for what you know you're supposed to be looking at. Yeah. That was a total garbage sentence. That was a boot sentence. You've got to know what to do before you know what you don't want to not do. Oh, God. <laughs> So you got to, like, know what you're looking for. <laughs> <God>. Wrong boot. <laughs> Wrong boot. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, Tim has, still has this, uh, the certain cell phone, he has the cell phone number of a certain person who is a part of uh, the administration, who is one of the higher-ups. Saved in his phone as Colonel Dick Cheese Man.
2: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
1: uh, or is it Captain Sparklefucker? Jeez. I think it's the second one. Yeah. That dude's uh Oh, God. Crazy Tim. Tuba Tim. <laughs> Tuba Tim. Yeah.
0: Fuck. But uh, the thing I think is cool about your job, I think you posted something about it on Instagram. You might have told me about it, but the fact that, like, Whoever worked on the piano before you, like, however many years ago, mm-hmm. like it has like different. Didn't you say that like different like piano tuners and stuff will like leave their marker or whatever? Yeah,
1: yeah. So like, there are it's cool. There, so like, especially on Steinways, mm-hmm. um, everything is signed. Yeah, everything has the the serial number, and all the important case parts are signed. So like, yeah. You know the action on the first key will have a signature and a date on it. So you know if you're remanufacturing a piano from 1901, there'll be this beautiful. Have j- done that? Yeah, we actually just sent one out the other day, oh, like literally gosh. yesterday. We just delivered one that was. Uh, it was the original Trocadero Elitch- or the Elitch's Gardens Trocadero Steinway A. Um, that How had much been-
0: is that piano worth? Uh,
1: after we did a bunch of work to it, probably. Between seventy-five and ninety-five thousand dollars. Yeah.
2: Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Like we've got it's, it's more than I make in a year. It's the same. Which is ridiculous because I'm the I'm the person size so you to think I would have all that money and I just don't. That's insane. Uh, but Marshall's gonna retire here in like thirteen months. And uh the thing that he told me like month three or four, he was like, This is an eight year program. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how long it takes to go through med school which at first I didn't get, but now I do. So yeah. It takes that that time to really understand the process of everything because he's yeah. cultivated this process over 47 years. Jeez so he started working, doing what he's doing now still, yeah. like way before me. I mean, he started when, when I started. He started when he was 19, um, which is when I started okay. too. But like month three, he came, a, came up to me and was like, uh, after eight years, I'm gonna sign the company over to you. So no buyouts. You don't have to pay for anything. You get to stay here. I'll still pay the power bill. You just focus on making good pianos, and the company is yours. Damn. So that's a sweet deal, right? So like, it, but it's a lot of hard work. It's not
0: like you're just being handed
1: something. Right. No. And it's it's it is like you have to fight for jobs, and every now and again you run into yeah. customers who just suck. God, they just suck. That's um, in any any industry. <laughs> uh, yeah, at all. Ever. Um,
0: like we said before, there's shit people everywhere. Yeah, there's
1: shit people everywhere.
0: You think shit people listen to my podcast? Probably. And then they go, Dude, this guy is a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. And well shit people think shit about other people's shit. You know? Rah Ra boo. <laughs> God, I like I ran into that dude a little while ago. Yeah. Just like I didn't say anything to him, but I just like walked past him, and was like, that's the guy, and just kept on walking.
0: I do that all the time. If I see teachers or like even yeah.
1: Like, turn your eye to the ground and be like, nope, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I ran into you remember Ahern? The oh, yeah. drama guy? I ran into him with Tim at a Target once. And we were like, hey, Mr. Ahern. And his legitimate reaction, he turns around and goes, holy shit, you guys are still alive? That's funny. I was <laughs> like, good talk. She's <laughs> like, I just laughed after that. I was like, it's like, okay, I get what you're, yep, cool.
0: I took a drama class and stage craft class from him. Yeah. Yeah. He's,
1: he's different. He's something. He's, I think you have to be. like that's. I realized yeah. I wasn't different enough to be in music education. I wasn't weird enough. Yeah. It was just like kind of like a dude. And everyone else was wearing like polka dots and stripes and argyle. And they drank, you know, Dazbog rather than Starbucks because Starbucks was too mainstream. Yeah. And everybody wore bowler caps with feather, like feathers in them. And I looked like this. Yeah. I was just like wearing shorts and a t-shirt all the time.
0: Well, Mr. Funk. How more. That's, like, the one style that never gets played. Well, I guess there are some funk songs in jazz band, but, like, how much more perfect could that be? I know. A guy named Mr. Funk
1: teaching band class. Flexmaster Funk. Flexmaster Funk. Yeah. Next time, if you ever run into Mr. Funk, call him Flexmaster Funk Funk and watch him squirm. (laughs) Because he's like, that's from, like, 1989. Yeah.
0: Anyway so the going back to the pianos and like the yeah. signatures and stuff. Yeah. I don't I can't remember which video I watched it on, but it was I don't think it's in It Might Get Loud, the documentary with Jack White, The Edge mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy Page. Yeah. But Jack White used to be an upholster dude and like uh, put together couches and yeah. stuff like that. And I guess people who upholster do the same thing will like sign under mm-hmm. the fabric and like yeah. date it and stuff. Yeah. And he said that when he was doing upholstery, even like the towards the end of him doing it, I think he might still do it from time to time. Can't remember, but he would put his music in, like put CDs in the fabric. So That's it would brilliant. get to like whoever, whenever. But yeah, I think that shit is dope. Like I love the, that history stamp yeah you
1: know? like we uh I, i've told you about the monitor grand right the yeah. like the one of a kind from like 1873 jesus um and like so the part of the thing that covers the keys is called the fall board uh-huh. so we took the fall board off and we flipped it upside down It's a piece of cast iron in there and somebody had signed the piece of cast iron yeah And it was an original signature from when the casting was done that was put in that fallboard from 1869.
0: Jeez. That's insane.
1: Yeah. So you get to like, I mean, we get to work on all these cool old things. And every now and again, we get a lemon that comes through and you just kind of do the work to it. And it's it's not like you try any less. Mm -hmm. But every now and again, you get these really spectacular instruments that come through. And just to see them start to finish
0: on just all the places that piano has been
1: right exactly um, and it's interesting like being the person who works on it you know because it's a gradual process I mean yeah. it takes up to a year maybe even a year and a half so like the customer sees their piano leave and sees their piano come back yeah and every now and again we'll send them pictures if they want but mostly people just kind of want to have us do our thing
0: how do how do you do that is there like a truck or yeah oh there is there like piano, piano movers delivery? yeah yeah,
1: they're all. Um, what's the best way to put this? They're all. Not the sharpest chickens in the drawer. They're different. They're different. They're uh, they're real I was strong. To
0: play piano, and I just couldn't figure it out, so I just decided to move them.
1: That's. Th- yep, That's it. There you go. Still get to
0: touch it. <laughs> Still get to touch
1: it. Still get to like put my hands on it, or whatever. Yeah. Except for, like, there are a couple of folks out there who are, like, real smart. Mm-hmm. And they just choose to move pianos because it's there's a hell of a lot of money in it.
0: Yeah.
1: But, like, so we, uh, you know, every now and again you get something real interesting in. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all just kind of depends on what the market's like and who wants to have what work done. And I'm totally not panicking about this at all. I only have 13 months to get all of my life together before I own a company that's been around for close to 50 years. Yeah, yeah totally not freaking out about that in any way, shape, or form.
0: I think you'll be all right. You're a smart guy. You've been doing it long enough.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be all right. And also, yeah. I got like, I don't have to do it alone. You know, like Leslie's going to do. She's going to help me out with it. She's going to yeah. be my financial advisor. Does
0: she... <laughs> she is. Does she, uh, does she do music?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, I'm, like, wearing her tank right now. She's in a, a ska-punk band called Sorry, Sweetheart. What? And, where does she play? Uh, dude Everywhere. Like, yeah. um, where was the last show that I saw her at? Like, they played uh, They played with Big D in the kids' table at the Oriental no the other day. Way. Yeah. That's insane. And uh, who else? Not the Donnas. Um, Doped Up Dollies. I don't know if
0: I've heard
1: of them. Oh, man, they're great. Yeah. Um, so, like, they opened, and then it was Doped Up Dolly's, and then, like, they, you know, they opened for Big D and the Kids Table, which is, like, ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. That band is excellent. Um, they play it, like, they've played at Levitt before, mm-hmm. they open up for, you know, like, the... Uh, oh, what's the name of the band? I can't remember it. Like, they, they do lots of ska shows. They do lots of punk shows. Um, yeah. She's also in a band uh, called Rotten Reputation, hmm. and it's, like a like, a riot girl band. Yeah. They. Like
0: bad reputation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And they are. They are very angry. They are very angry. And I love it. Like, I, she was like, I'm going to be the bass player for Rotten Rep. And I was like, that's sweet. And listen to their music. And I was like, this is. This is intense. This is intense, real, like, from the soul anger music. And I am totally for it.
0: Did they have a song called? Menstruation, frustration.
1: They honestly might. I, I just put them on shuffle. If they
0: don't, uh you can have that title. Okay. she can have that title.
1: Okay. I will uh I will inform Leslie and Lola and let's see if they want that. That's not a
0: bad thing to say. That is just something that's perfectly natural that happens to a woman's body usually. Usually. I'm sure there's some cases in which some women don't menstruate, but It's a perfectly natural thing.
1: I don't menstruate. That's not... (laughs) No, not anymore. Not anymore. No, I'm not... I need to go to the doctor. Oh, boy. I
0: I definitely do get a man period once a month where, like, I'm bummed out and angry.
1: For, like, four days. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like your hormones reset, and you're just like, I hate everything, I hate everything, I hate everything, and you come out of the other side, and you're like... Now I feel fine again. Yeah, now I'm extremely apathetic and don't give a fuck. Right, which is not too different from the rest of my life, which is excellent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Serene. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's quiet motivation. Yeah. Where, like, I look at myself in the mirror and go, I haven't shaved in five months. I should probably do that if I'm going to be on camera tomorrow and then take, like, an hour to just, like slowly shave my face and wonder why i haven't got my man period in like six years
0: <laughs> That's <hilarious. laughs> you know it's crazy like how buff you've gotten oh yeah like you're just like buff and like you just
1: i got big <laughs> after high school man
0: i mean no offense but like you became a man
1: yeah like yeah. you
0: were, of course a man
1: no i was a buff. i was a boy I was yeah. a, I was a, you know what it was?
0: See, I still feel like a boy with chest hair.
1: Yeah, I was, I was a welcome mat in high school. Yeah. Now I'm a fucking carpet. Dude. I'm the, I'm the full ass thing. You're
0: a manly man.
1: Well, manly man. I'm really happy that there are never any Yeti hunts in Colorado, because I'd be the first one to go.
0: Recruited.
1: Yeah, like, no, like, the, I would be the first one to get killed. If uh, they were know. like, that's oh. a Yeti. I'd be like, no, I'm just a dude. And they wouldn't hear me. They'd be like, he's speaking to us in Yeti language. He's controlling our minds. Which is something yetis can do, I guess. There's nothing wrong with being hairy. Ah, nope. There, no, there isn't. Except for the fact that like every now and again, I remember that I have hair on the tops of my toes. Yeah. And it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> that's <laughs> like weird. that's not normal, but there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I don't want to go to like a waxing place and be like, hey, I want you to wax. The tips of my
0: toes. I've gotten the inside of my nose waxed. Yeah. That shit kind of sucks. That sucks a lot.
1: Somebody did the center of my back once, which is. And they did it all at once. Yeah, uh,
0: I got my shoulders done once. Like the shoulders and like at the bottom of the back. That sucks. Oh,
1: those suck so bad. So bad. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? I, uh, I just shaved my arms now. Yeah. The tattoos. I didn't used to. And then I did it one time, put lotion on my tattoos, and I was like, I'm never having hair on my arms ever again. Yeah.
1: I, uh,. If I actually had like tattoos worth showing off, that
0: what does that one say? I keep trying to. Oh, this one.
1: It's a must not sleep. It's from a B horror movie called The Body Snatchers.
0: I think I watched that in high school. Yeah,
1: we watched it in film studies one time. Yeah. And I was like, I fucking love this. Must not sleep. Must not sleep. sleep. Must warn others. But yeah, no, like I I graduated high school. Um, when I moved in with Tim, I got real fat. Yeah. Like real fast um i was up at like like 240 mm-hmm. It's like a big dude Jeez louise. yeah Like yeah, there Not was like,
0: the, the, i don't mean Jesus louise
1: no like it's it was it's big for my frame yeah geez louise for you yeah, yeah it's like that's that's a lot of weight for my frame and then there's yeah. also like tim who weighs like 325 pounds and we look the same yeah we look the same he's just got like nine inches on me because he's a giant yes actually i'm Okay with there being a yeti hunt in Colorado because I would be the second to go. Tim would be the first, guaranteed. <laughs> um, but no, like Can you I
0: please show this podcast to Tim if he doesn't already listen to it. Yeah,
1: no, I'm going to. I'm gonna be you like, said dude, some we
0: very beautiful, colorful things about Tim. We said some
1: stuff about you, and you're gonna. He's
0: welcome to. You know what? I think it would be funny to have both of you on. Oh my god,
1: time. it would go. You understand what you're saying, right? This would go so off the rails.
0: It, it, the episode would just be called "Don't Start a Band" episode, or "Don't Start a Band." This is why.
1: This is yeah. That would uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That might that might actually be, that might actually yeah. No, that would work. That would work. Oh
0: my god, it would be a, a riot.
1: Yeah, because Tim's a. You get that both of us like because there's there's like the Tim and I friendship and there's the you and I friendship and you put me in the middle of that and I'm just gonna riff off of everybody. Yeah. And it's you'll be like, so how about music? And you know, twenty minutes later, we're talking about something horrible, that the only thing Dude, that came into my mind is not acceptable to say out loud.
0: This episode, <laughs> like when we got from uh, you seeing colors mm-hmm. in music to yep. a three-legged stripper, yeah, that is the farthest uh, <laughs> you know off track this podcast has ever gotten well I'm for sure.
1: I'm, I'm honored honestly yeah. I'm honored uh like that's you got to you got to take it off the rails every now and again Oh for sure you, we get it back right?
0: I don't even remember what we were talking about before this
1: Nope me neither probably something about Tim that seems to be our default
0: Fucking, Tim. Fucking Tim. I mean I know we were talking about your job but you know the cool thing about this one is I haven't looked at my notes once Really so I'm going to look at it cuz I know uh, I was gonna ask you about your job. Yep. Oh, uh, this is what I was actually interested in. Sure. What was it like growing up in a musical household? Cause your parents, your dad plays guitar, mm-hmm. and your mom
1: sings. Sings. Yeah.
0: And you guys are in a band together, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, we were, and we're about to be again. Yeah. Um, I what like. What was the band called? Uh, <laughs> Secret Agent Band. Yeah, based off the song Secret Agent Man.
0: Dude, I love – I think there's a picture on your dad's Facebook, and you're, like, super young in it, and you guys are all dressed up. I'm in a tree. Yeah. Is it the one where I'm in a tree? I think so. Yeah,
1: I'm, like, like 15, and I still think I'm hot shit. Yeah. And I'm just, somebody was like, climb up in that fucking tree. I was like, I'm going to get in that fucking tree. Like, climb Jeez. up. Take the picture. Oh, God. So, yeah, no, like, growing up in a, in a musical household – Um. I guess I don't have anything to, like, put it...
0: I check the video while you're
1: talking? Yeah. I, I don't have anything to, like, put it against, you know? Like, I'm not sure what it's like to grow up in a non-musical household, but I can, like... It's really interesting playing with, you know, your folks and playing with, uh, you know, like, your family because everybody on my mom's side of the family is musical. No, really. um, all Nobody of my, my family is musical. Really?
0: Nobody plays an instrument or sings huh. or anything.
1: Yeah, all, all of my mom's sisters, she has four sisters, or three sisters. She's one of four, and they all sing, uh, like, four-part harmonies. Damn, and, uh, cool. like, my grandmother sings harmony, and my grandpa sings harmony. And everybody in my family has had some sort of musical training. Um, so I guess it just felt like a run-of-the-mill thing. Yeah. But growing up in an immediate family that's really musical is, is pretty interesting because you just kind of, like, you can just jam with them. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's how that whole band started. Is my folks used to do open mics. Yeah. And one day they like invited me up on stage and there was a keyboard there. And I was like nine and I was terrified. And my hands were shaking because it's the first time I've ever played in that kind of situation. And yeah. After that, you sort of just learn. It's just like working with any other musician, honestly, except you're related to them.
0: I bet the cool thing about that would be like you don't have to explain to your parents, like if you go and you just like need to play music and unwind and have that time, like Mm -hmm. they
1: get it. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, the other interesting thing is that like, because my parents and Mm -hmm. I, like they made me, I am here because of them. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens musically that you don't really need to talk about. Yeah. So like, you know, my dad will play a riff on the guitar and I'll know already what he's playing.
2: Yeah.
1: Like he'll play the first three notes and I'll, I'll, just know where he's going with it, mm-hmm. um, and of course, being related, all of our voices sound really good together. So it's fun to harmonize. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not
0: the Myro three.
1: The Myro three. We call ourselves the Cartridge family. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because we're not like the Partridge family because we still, you know, we still like to do some dumb shit. But yeah, of the Partridge family, Cartridge family. Partridge cartridge that family, works. yeah. Man, a music, but, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, growing up in a musical family isn't, um, it's not like, it's, it's not something that,
0: not that much different, yeah. It's
1: just, it's not that much different, yeah. It's, it's just kind of the same, except for every now and again, it's like, cool, let's play some music together, yeah.
0: That is cool, Yeah. I tried to teach my brother the drums once but he just it didn't interest him, so yeah. he didn't want to do it. Yeah. But I think that was like right around the time I was starting the backseaters and I couldn't find anybody to play drums. <laughs> you so like, like plays play hey, drums. Theoretically.
1: Right. In a pinch. I in? in a pinch.
0: But I tried to teach him to play drums, I tried to teach him to skateboard. Basically tried to teach him to do all the things that I like doing. Right. But he just, uh, he didn't want to. Yeah. And it's almost better that way because he's his own person.
1: Right, exactly. He gets out of
0: the Army uh, in a week.
1: Oh, man. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's coming home.
1: Right on. Where's he stationed right now?
0: Uh, Fort Campbell. Oh. In Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, what's cool about that and music related ah. is he went to Fort Benning for basic training and now he's at Fort Campbell. Um, you know, that's where he's stationed. Jimi Hendrix was stationed at Fort Campbell and was in uh, the infantry, just like my brother.
1: Man. So. That's that's really cool, actually. Yeah, that is crazy. Oh, man. I watched, like,
0: ten minutes of a Jimi Hendrix documentary, and uh, I learned that. That I'm not a huge Hendrix fan. Really? I mean, I'm sure he's, like, really good, and I would like to hear him play, like, I mean, obviously,
1: you can't hear We're him play because he's dead. But I
0: mean, I just I don't like this super distorted, like screeching, like I don't know. It's,
1: it's like it's like psychedelic rock, you know. Yeah. It's like you got to to appreciate it in, in the way it's supposed. It's I like when you've done
0: psychedelics,
1: have you? Uh, yes, but not on purpose. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, That's scary. I went to Global once and. Uh, this dude like you're
0: definitely gonna take something not on purpose.
1: Yeah, there. this dude like handed to be a one hitter, and I like cleared the whole thing because it's a one hitter. It's what you do, right? Yeah. He's like, did you clear that whole thing? And I was like, yes, I did, because it's a one hitter, and that's what you do with these. And he's like, that was laced with a lot of things. Get
0: somewhere safe. <laughs> he
1: now. was like, he was like, there was there was X and blow in that, and I was like, oh shit, okay. And he was like, you're gonna want to start drinking water. You're gonna want to leave and go hang out by the bathroom and like pee a lot. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, actually, I have some water. And, uh, oh boy. and he, like, hands me this water bottle. And, of course, right now I'm freaking about the fact that I've basically just done crack. Like, yeah. that's.
0: With no disclaimer. Nope. That's... He acts like he was shocked. That you right.
1: He's it. like, oh, my God. Like, why would you. Fuck. And not like, hey, before you take this, FYI, a lot yeah. of stuff in here. Do you still want it? Like. Oh and I, uh, I, like, click open this water bottle and I, like, take a big, like, really just a fat pull off of this water bottle and in the light he had, he was looking at it mm-hmm. and i like close it and he goes hold on a second he grabs it and lifts it up to the light and he goes that's pink i said yeah and he goes have you ever done acid before it's like oh, no and he's like you need to go somewhere safe Jeez. i was like i feel great and for like an hour i felt spectacular and then I didn't. Yeah. It turned real fast. So I, like, went and hung out with the dudes at the ambulance. They just, like, let me sit in the back because it was raining out. <laughs> and I was just, like, sitting there, like, letting rain fall. It was, like, steaming because my body was so hot. I was just, yeah. just, like, pounding water like I was getting paid for it. I
0: wonder how it would be, like, using colors with music if you, like, took acid or mushrooms and played music.
1: Uh, I'm sure it would be amazing. Like, I would love to microdose, yeah. like, some psilocybin and... Stick around and play some jazz, yeah. and see what that looks I've like. I've
0: done like a micro dose, and like <sighs> I would say, if you're gonna do it, I would do a little bit more than a micro dose, because like you just feel like leveled. And I think, I mean, if you're talking about looking for what like I would be looking for, you want to be. You need, you need a little bit more. Than a little that, bit yeah. more. Yeah. You, you want to be some vibrantness. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know things to be a little glowy and fun, and not oh, just yeah. like I feel baseline. Yay! Yeah, but other than
0: that, I I haven't done psychedelics. I'd really like to do mushrooms though. Yeah, like a real amount of mushrooms.
1: Right, like a like a Coachella. Yeah, It'll. I just want
0: to have an existential life experience. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because uh-huh. I've heard the, and I mean I heard it all on Joe Rogan, but like it just can make you realize things about yourself that maybe you didn't before and like dissolves your ego mm-hmm. which I try and do that on my own. Right. Cuz like you've known me for so long. I used to be a kind of pretentious. Not really pretentious, but I thought I was cooler.
1: Right. Yeah, like, eh, like, yeah. Yeah, like pretentious is the wrong way to to describe it. It was yeah. just you you were you were overly confident. Yeah. Not pretentious. Just yeah. confident.
0: Yeah, because I don't think I was ever really a dick about it. No. I was just, like, yeah, overly confident.
1: Like, this is—actually, I don't even think it was overly confident. I think you was just confident. I think the rest of us were just like, I don't know who I am. You know, like, every, yeah. every fucking kid in high school is like that.
0: I knew in high school I was like, shit, is for the birds. I don't yep. know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, how do we get to that? I haven't—fucking— are we like drugs, we're psychedelics. psychedelics. Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. There like we go. Right? Okay. Damn, we're pretty good. A little finding, backtracking. Finding the root. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's like in order to. It's like when you go to an art museum and like the way they light things in a specific way yeah. is like how the artist wants them to be lit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, to really appreciate Jimi Hendrix, I feel like you have to be on a lot of substances. Yeah. You know, like. You have to figure out what he was doing when he wrote that song and do the same thing. Yeah. But also, don't... Is
0: it a myth, him cutting his forehead and dunking his headband in acid? Is that a myth, or did he really do that?
1: I. That's the first I've ever heard of that. Okay. Um, but that sounds like yeah. something, something that would that kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, oh, you yeah. Know, there's
0: a theory that he was actually murdered and didn't overdose. Huh. Yeah. Huh. He was murdered by his girlfriend or his whatever because he was gonna leave her, and I don't know. There's there's like a whole conspiracy theory behind it that huh. she was the one in charge of his demise. Huh.
1: So. So, uh, and the, I so uh, let me ask you a question, Mister mm-hmm. Owner of the podcast. Oh boy. Who killed Kurt Cobain?
0: Courtney Love. Yes,
1: thank God. I, Did you watch the? the documentary, and you're like, fucking Courtney Love. The
0: uh, I haven't seen the documentary yet, it's... but, like, I watched his documentary, and um you know, I've watched other videos that talked about how he was going to leave her, mm-hmm. but, like, just seeing him after he had a kid, and, like, that interview, I think it was, like, one of his last interviews where he's standing on that balcony, he's, like, talking to the camera, like, he seemed pretty good, and, like, a warm-hearted person. Yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't add up. And Courtney Love is fucking out of her mind. Yeah,
1: she makes some great music. Her band is spectacular. whole
0: I've never actually listened. To
1: it uh There are about three songs that I like by them. Yeah. The rest of them are like this is fucking what? The... They're yeah. they're kind of like they're real. You you have to be in a space for them. Don't listen to them ever in public or in your car. Yeah, makes sense. Like, like sit in that corner over there with a pair of really big headphones on, maybe even two pairs of headphones, and listen to it quietly.
0: The sound canceling one for drums over
1: over normal headphones. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, no, that was it's always fun to ask people that kind of question, like who, like how did Kurt Cobain die, like, and uh, you know if they're good people because they'll be like, oh, it's Courtney Love.
0: You know what's crazy is how many people think he died of a drug overdose. (laughs) Yeah. What? Ignorance. That's just straight ignorance.
1: His, it's like the the picture of. I mean, he did
0: overdose. Yes. In Italy, at one point in his career, but he didn't
1: die. die. Right. You know, it's there's like one of the most famous pictures in the world is him without half a head. Like marijuana doesn't do that to you, or Heroine. heroin, or it might blow coke. your mind, but not- might blow your mind, but not off of itself. It might, yeah, might blow your mind, but it's not gonna melt your skull.
0: So, did you ever like? Did you ever think about like pursuing a career in playing music?
1: Yeah, um, I I did, but
0: also so. This is kind of a two-part question. So okay. Answered that one, but also, I want to know a little bit how you got into the electronic music and yeah. where you're at with that now, because you're not really doing much of that, are you?
1: I'll I'll get there. Um, so I I considered doing or like trying to find a way to join a band, tour, do all that stuff. Um, but the stars never aligned. Um, Every band that I ever joined that was planning on tour, um, like, I I went on a three-show tour with this band in Arizona once, and we went from uh, Phoenix to uh, Santa Fe to Taos, and then back to Phoenix, and, uh, like, it was a lot of fun, like, playing those shows were a lot of fun. Um, except for the fact that, like, you'd get done playing, and you'd go back to the to the truck or to the bus or whatever the fuck it was that we had. It was more of a truck, mm-hmm. honestly. It was like a like a budget. We rent. Yeah. We rented a budget truck and slept in it.
0: God, when I went on tour with If I Fail last summer, yeah, it was like such a terrible van. The driver door didn't latch all the way. Sometimes. <laughs> So, you had to like hold it, but also the door came out farther than the fender on the driver's side. So, it was constantly just incredibly loud oh, when you were man. in the highway. But, uh, anyway, sorry. Go oh, on. man. That's, yeah, you that's, that's
1: about right. Um, so, like, you know, we, we did that by the time that we were done with that tour. Not only had we all developed a semi serious drug addiction, but we all fucking wanted to murder each other. Yeah. it's like me and three other dudes. And like, I have never wanted to see people get hurt so badly. Like I got home and I was like, I have to go to my own room. And like my roommate was there. Yeah. Like I, I lived in this place called Vista del Sol. And I like walked in and I lived with these two dudes who were straight out of India. Mm-hmm. I was straight out of India. And I walked in and I was like, and they, they had an affinity to like partying every night. And I like, did a bunch of drugs and walked in the door and was like, you guys get the fuck off now. And they were like, we can see it in your eyes that you're very serious about this. So we're gonna go ahead and leave and go stay at our friend's house. Uh, and I would like spent a full week and a half just like recovering from three shows. And it wasn't the music that that was tough. It was like it was the driving and the constantly being around people who I didn't really know that well. Yeah, it's um, weird. It's weird.
0: Like, it's weird. Disassociated
1: from, like, you know. Regular reality. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, there was a moment in my life where I really wanted to be, like, a traveling, touring musician and, like, mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. But then I also just realized that I, like, as long as I'm playing music, I'd much rather play local and play live yeah. than uh, do anything else. And that being said, uh, Leslie and I are starting, like, a weird... Like, J- do you know who Japanther is? No. So look them up. They're, they're very J- odd. Japanther? Japanther. Um, or like Death from Above, 1979. Why does that sound familiar? They're like a weird... They always have the, the dudes with the elephant trunks on their faces. Huh. Uh, like they're, they're a duo or uh, Royal Blood. Is another one that you should look oh you know, it's
0: funny that you say that because Taylor Hahn the guy who uh, records the backseaters and stuff yeah was in a band he was talking about it on the last episode he was in a band called unroyal blood the unroyal blood yeah
1: is Taylor Taylor Hahn is that the dude did you ever like he used to have a studio off of Broadway right
0: I don't know I think he's always had a studio
1: Cause the guy that we used to record with, his name was also Taylor, and I'm trying to yeah. remember if it was Han or not.
0: I mean, his studio has always been called Han Audio or Phantom Recordings. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think he's always done it out of his house, but
1: I'll have to ask my dad because he had the. If if it's the same Taylor, mm-hmm. my dad had a, a TV studio right next to him off of Broadway. So yeah, like I wanted to be a, a touring musician. Um, Leslie and I are starting a weird like duo thing where I'm gonna play drums, which is really weird because I haven't, I haven't played kit in fucking years. Yeah. And now she's like, we're covering a Blink song, and I'm like, I can't do that. That
0: would be all the small things.
1: It's not. Oh, I, I mean, which she's... one is it? God, I, I literally can't even remember. It's been so long since we played. Um, yeah. I mean, like we just moved into a place together, so I'm a, I'm yeah. just frazzled.
0: Is it an apartment? Yeah. Do you have a practice space, or mm. do you like go to rockets?
1: Uh, we usually do either like Band Cave or Rocket Space. Okay. Um,
0: Whereabouts do you live?
1: Uh like Evans and I twenty five. Okay. Yeah, like nice. it's just and it's like in these little weird shitty apartments, but yeah, we're the hipster douchebags that live there because yeah. ours is the nicest one. I don't think there's
0: really anything. Uh, Hipster and hipster douchebags. There's really no such thing. I feel like everybody is a hipster now. That's true. It's mainstream, right? Yeah.
1: So, so now that everybody's super, no one is. Yeah. I know who you really are. <laughs> yeah. You're not a hipster. That's true. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a. I'm. I'm just a bro now. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It took some getting used to, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, so when it comes down to the EDM stuff, uh, I've I've actually been writing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to probably later today or uh, like sometime this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like just a bunch of shit that I want to release. Uh, just like in a playlist. It's just like, sorry, I've been gone a while. Yeah. Um, I've got like a couple of untitled tracks that I just don't feel like giving titles to. Um, I have the beginning of like the nerdiest EP idea I've ever thought of. Um, like when Infinity War came out. I was like, what if I did all the Infinity Stones as their own songs, non genre and based on what the stone was? So like, the Power Stone is like lots of chunky guitars and crazy dubstep noises. Yeah. The, you play guitar too? No, hmm. oh. no. I uh, I have my dad record parts because oh, nice. that's that's what it's like living. That's what it's like living in a musical family. Like, dad, I don't play this instrument. Will yeah. you play this?
0: I saw some argument uh in the comments of one of his because he makes those videos to sell yeah. his instruments
1: crazy guess, jocks music deals
0: yeah and somebody like got offended because it was like a girl holding the guitar and i think she was like you know half naked and yeah somebody got like really pissed off and offended i uh,
1: we'll have people find a way to get pissed off at everything now yeah like it's there are things that are totally acceptable and should be yeah. you should be pissed off about mm-hmm. but like you're selling a guitar and there's a there's like a flash of a half-naked girl holding a Stratocaster like this with her body turned away from the camera and you can't yeah. see anything yeah. to just get offended that like you're, you're And then
0: l- didn't he do one, where, one where he was scared. like
1: holding the guitar and it was like yeah. buck-ass naked Yeah, I yeah, know, I was uh, so
0: <laughs> You were the photographer?
1: No, luckily I wasn't No, that would have been deeply scarring yeah. That would have been ridiculously traumatizing. Like, hey, son. Why take you my picture. Take my picture. I'm going to be naked holding this guitar. Take my picture. And then he did that, and everyone was like, okay, we get it. Like, geez. No mas. No mas. All right. Thanks. Um So, yeah, the, the Neon Streets thing is uh, – That's the name of your – Yeah.
0: For those who don't know, the name of his electronic project is – Neon streets,
1: mm-hmm. and you have a SoundCloud. Yeah, okay. and it's just neon underscore streets after SoundCloud. Okay. Um, but like I, I put out an EP. The last thing I did that was public was I put out an EP called uh, Cabin in the Woods. You and did. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And it's got like uh, it's got a bunch of weird like. It's hard to call it like dubstep. There's like some weird like dub house shit there's some weird yeah. like screech terror step um and then the last tune on their cabin in the woods is on my soundcloud for free um right. and it's its sole purpose was specifically to look into divide or uh, defining soundscapes yeah and then turning it into music so it starts off with like this terrifying bass patch right but then there's like animal noises like birds and stuff and, like, trees moving and doors opening and closing and a woman, like, running from something. You can hear footsteps and, like, she slams a door and then everything changes and she's clearly outside and you can hear, like, monsters in the distance and it's all three-dimensional. And then it that's crazy. it also drops into, like, the heaviest dubstep tune I've ever written that's available. Like the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most people call it fart rock. Yeah, fart rock.
0: I went to middle school with this... Um, kid and actually Annika's sister is kind of seeing him right now. Okay. Um his name's Donnie Miller, but his like stage name Decadon. is Decadon. Yep. Yeah. He's a pretty good guitar player. Yeah. And like his stuff is super crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: uh yeah, he's super crunchy. If you
0: don't mind me asking what time is it?
1: It is two thirty. I was supposed to be at rehearsal a half hour ago.
0: 30 minutes. I Sweet. just okay, there's just a couple of things I just wanted to ask you just cuz I'm interested to learn from everybody. How do you feel about the music industry nowadays and streaming music and do you still buy CDs and or vinyl?
1: Uh okay.
0: So, first the music industry.
1: Music industry, um I'm not informed enough anymore to have an industry, opinion. Bad. Yeah. I mean, like everything that I've noticed, not really recently, but when I was, you know, in school for like sound, sound physics and acoustic engineering, they made us take a, like a business class. Yeah. And I was like, this is shitty. The whole thing is shitty. Um, But I don't think I have enough information to have an informed opinion. I can tell you that off the bat, I don't think that the music industry is doing well for itself.
0: That's such a smart thing to say, cause like, people will just say, "Yeah, the music industry is this." So, right. Like for you to say that, like that's I respect that like so much. Well, that's thank how you. I feel about politics. Like yeah. I don't have enough information to make. Right.
1: You know, right. To right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fly off the handle because Trump said at a tweet, I, yeah. d- I that doesn't. Yeah. I don't have enough information to have an informed opinion. Um.
0: I respect the fuck out of that. that Thanks, you man. Can admit that. Yeah,
1: it's just, I just don't, yeah. I don't know enough to, and I don't want to talk out of my ass, you know? Yeah. Uh, streaming. Okay, I want uh,
0: you to talk out of your ass yeah. Either. Yeah, no, that'd be- It's that'd a closed be... off room, there's no ventilation. <laughs> that'd
1: be fucking weird. That'd yeah. be a weird thing. Great party be trick. be the
0: first uh, person to fart on the podcast if you did. Nobody's farted yet.
1: I don't think I want that distinction. I'll leave <laughs> that for somebody else. Okay. I'll leave Maybe that. Maybe
0: when Tim comes on.
1: Oh, that'll happen. Okay. Almost instantly, he'd be like, welcome to the Don't Start a Band podcast, and Tim will fart. Oh, not, no, he will he will rip, whoa, 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 yeah, he'll, your yeah, he will shatter the floors, and then he will stand in front of the door and not let you leave. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> R- rethink that move, son. Um, streaming. Yeah, uh, streaming. Streaming is, <sighs> I wish that there were better platforms for streaming, um, because to get all of your stuff aggregated Mm -hmm. and published and, you know, whether you're using uh, TuneCore or CD Baby or whatever service you're using, it's kind of a fucking nightmare. Yeah, Uh, for sure. There are certain services that make it easier, Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Um, As for, like, personal streaming, I absolutely love and adore Spotify. Yeah. Spotify is my everything. Um, I will listen to SoundCloud only for mixes and or, like, specific radio broadcasts. Yeah. Um, and by radio, I mean, like, like SiriusXM mm-hmm. stuff that people rip and then put up on there. Yeah. It's easy to find. Um, I definitely still do buy CDs and vinyl. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, like, shopping for vinyl is maybe my favorite thing to do. Um, If I had the option of having something on Spotify or owning it in vinyl, Mm -hmm. I want to own it in vinyl. Yeah, I love
0: buying old jazz records of Twist and Shout. Oh, I love
1: Twist and Shout. Love Twist and Shout. Um,
0: Did you know I've said this, like, I think on the past three podcasts, but Best Buy doesn't even sell CDs anymore. Really? I used to spend hours going down rows and rows rows of CDs CDs and just... Yeah, and now they just don't even sell them stupid. I know. There's like, oh, there's this, it made me so sad. Yeah.
1: There's this wonderful resurgence of analog coming back that I am really living for. Yeah. You know, i am I've I'm noticing more, uh, like even in a musical standpoint, more people are experimenting with like going back to tube amps. They're yeah. going back to like hand
0: wired, mm-hmm,
1: hand wired tube amps. Uh, more people are working in an analog space, not using solid state quite as much. Yeah. Um, and also in terms of like consumption of music more artists are putting out music in a vinyl space yeah which is excellent cuz that means it
0: costs so much money to put your cuz like i would definitely put the back seaters Same. on vinyl but so
1: much money yeah it's it's like i really wanted to like make like 10 cabin in the woods ep neon streets records yeah. just to like have them
0: yeah, I would just want one that I could put, like, if I could get a phantom EP, like, record and put it on the wall. Right.
1: What? I would want two. One to listen to and one to hang on the wall, exactly. you know? Uh, and it's was, like, just an aggressive amount of money. It's, like, yeah. 1200 bucks, and you could yeah. only order them in sets of 100 And I was like, that's fucking... And that doesn't include artwork. That's, like, just the vinyl. Oh, you want it in a case? Yeah. or You want it in a sleeve? That's an extra yeah. $600. You're like... Yeah. But I, it's nice, though, when when other musicians do that, because if you discover a new band or a new artist that you really like, there's like a 75 percent chance that they've got records out, mm-hmm. real records. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's something, I, I you know, call me, call me old fashioned or call me a hipster or whatever. But I think there's something really satisfying about Having an analog setup, yeah, you know, running things with speaker wires and having to ground things and using a, a tube receiver, yeah, I just think it sounds better.
0: Well, that's like another thing that I love about old jazz records and old record mm-hmm. records um, in general is like being able to hear the room that like all those people were in at yep. the same time. Absolutely, and the fact that like some of those records were able to sound that. Good, oh yeah, with everybody in there playing at once, mm-hmm.
1: like, fuck, it's crazy. Uh, one of the greatest records, or at least the greatest songs to listen to on vinyl, if you ever get the chance, go down to Twist and Shout and pick up uh Phoenix by Cannibal Adderley and listen You're to that. Have to text that I'll text it to you <laughs> because it's you get to the last couple songs. It's a uh, Walk Tall and Mercy Mercy Mercy. It's, mm-hmm. it's all really uh, Joe Zawinul, who's the keyboard player. It's all really jazzy and all heavy and it's like one of the most wonderful recordings I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like just done in a room. It's mm-hmm. done in a room with like a bunch of mics.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I think is just spectacular. Oh. Any other uh any other deep and dark things you need to know about me?
0: Do you have any advice for People in bands and uh, maybe even kids in band class, any advice, like anything, insight that you have that people might want to know?
1: Yeah, um, don't be afraid to ask questions and make suggestions. Uh, Join as many groups as you want to Mm -hmm. and experiment with instruments and with tone and with Everything that can be messed with, mess with it, mm-hmm. because eventually you're going to find something that fits all of these qualities that you've been looking for to satiate your musical needs. Yeah, and once that happens, it's you just fall, you sink in with the other musicians that you happen to be around.
0: And feel free to step out of the box too, like not yeah, you know, absolutely. Like we talked about at the beginning, not just staying in that confined scale or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah, uh, experiment. Yeah, I mean, do weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's one of the best things in the world to do is just yeah. to get in there. And...
0: Well, that's the cool thing. I mean, what has been one of my favorite things about talking to you is, like, some people in, like, other bands, it's about, like, being in a band and booking shows and doing all that shit. But, like, you and I are more of, like, I don't know, this conversation has more been about, like, how music makes you feel and right like just you know the playing it and kind of geeking out on yeah and um, it's you know the beauty
1: of music right so. it's it's not about how many shows a month you're playing yeah it's about are you having fun being a musician do you still feel it do yeah. you still feel it and there are dudes out there who are like we got to go out there and make a fuckload of money we got to go yeah. out there and book a bunch and of shows they phone it in. and they phone it in yeah they show up and they they play their six chords and they sing kind of half heartedly. At the very end, they get a $600 an check and they go home. Yeah, I'd much rather make zero money and have a blast playing with the people who I play with.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so second to last thing, so what are your plans as of now? You're gonna release some Neon Streets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, is there anything else like a Sons of Steinway record we can look forward to, or like?
1: There the are place? there aren't any Sons of Steinway records uh, coming out yet, uh, mostly because a lot of the stuff that we have is cover material. Yeah. Um, but I have been considering trying to get some studio time and getting us all together. We just have to figure out our lineup. Yeah. Um, we are playing a show. I don't know. Can I plug? Yeah. Definitely. Um, we are playing a show at Dazzle on the twenty seventh of October. Okay. Uh, from. I won't be able that's all right. It's from ten to one. It's a brunch show. Fifteen dollars.
0: Okay, I might actually be able to, because I'm going to Brian Fallon that night. Yeah. So I actually might be able to make that.
1: Fifteen bucks. All you can eat. Best breakfast in Denver. Oh, and I mean fuck. that. Like it's the best
0: fucking breakfast. I'd have to take Annika. That's her favorite thing in the whole entire world. Yeah, that's like more a... than me is breakfast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if if the if the person you're dating or engaged to doesn't love breakfast more than you, try again.
0: <laughs> you hear that, Annika? You're going to have to try again.
1: Uh, I, like I
0: like breakfast. I love breakfast burritos and I love French toast and stuff. Mm. Um, but like, I'm more of a dinner guy myself. Yeah. Sometimes a lunch guy. But. That's fair. Anyway, Dazzle, October 27th. 27th. Yep. Sons of Steinway.
1: 10 to $1, $15, all-you-can-eat breakfast. And free coffee.
0: And free coffee. New Neon Streets. Mm-hmm. Coming That's out so- probably...
1: End of this weekend, uh, early next week, I'll post a bunch of shit all over social media.
0: And that's SoundCloud.com slash Neon underscore streets. Yeah. Uh, What? We're going to have to kind of be like, I'm not sure how we're going to do this. Uh, You know what? A Neon Street song. What is there a song that you want to end the podcast
1: with? oof uh man hell uh I, I don't know let me let me look because I've got so many things going on yeah probably honestly probably just like the uh probably the last thing on my SoundCloud, because everything else is still unreleased mm-hmm. so that uh is that, that the cabin in the woods download? I
2: download? I think you might be able to download it okay
0: is oh. there a place where you can it, like a band camp, or do you want to just send it to me? I can just send it to
1: you, I can Dropbox it to you,
0: okay? Cool, yeah, and then uh, and then I'll put it here at the end. Sweet, so uh, thank you yeah. so much for coming on. It's Thanks for having fun. me, it's been a blast. If we both didn't have time constrictions, weeks like
1: a, like a hours five hours. hour podcast, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna like show up to Stunts Stein rehearsal and be like, Where the fuck were you? Be like, I was having a good time out with my friend
0: yeah. you'll be able to hear the whole thing I'll probably have it up by either tonight or tomorrow I'll keep an eye out for Early. it so yes thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me and the song you're gonna hear is Cabin in the Woods by Neon Streets aka Jake Myro. that's me aka Jake Miro,
1: Jacques Miro. thank you Bye everybody. See ya.